0: I love my St. Louis women, but they ways I really can't stand. I love my St. Louis women, but
1: they ways I really can't stand. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Bob Frank, and welcome to Blues You Should Know. Our podcast today is about one of the most influential guitarists in all of guitar history, Lonnie Johnson. But before we get to our subject for the day, Lonnie Johnson, I want to spend just a second to talk about our program and what it is that we do here. We haven't been on for a while. I haven't posted a new podcast in close to a year, but we have a new season coming up that I'm very excited about with some great new programs. We are about the next level. And what I mean by that is, if you're interested in this music and you've been listening to new stuff that's come out, or maybe some of the more big-name classics, B.B. King, Muddy Waters, Stevie Ray, any of that sort of thing, and you'd like to get a little more into it and go just beneath the surface and see who it was that influenced the influencers, well, that's what our program is about. We're also about telling some really interesting stories connected with some of the people involved in this music like our story about trumpet records or our eight-part series on King Records and its uh, notorious leader, Sid Nathan. But today's subject is Lonnie Johnson. Lonnie Johnson was born on February the 8th, 1889, in the Storyville District of New Orleans. That's right, the same district that brought us Louis Armstrong. He was born into a musical family where everyone played different instruments and Lonnie learned the guitar, the fiddle, the piano, the banjo, the string bass, all sorts of things, anything they needed to do to make a living. Pops Foster recalled that, quote, Lonnie Johnson and his daddy and his brother used to go all over New Orleans playing on street corners. Lonnie played guitar and his daddy and brother played violin. Lonnie was the only guy we had around New Orleans who could play jazz guitar. He was great on guitar. They'd really take off on a number. Lonnie was a tough act to follow. And yeah, he always was, too. In 1917, when Lonnie was maybe 16 or 17 years old, he managed to join a review that left the country to tour England. He returned home after the war to find that all of his family, except for one brother, perished in the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic. Johnson was inconsolable. Eventually, he and his brothers decided to leave New Orleans, and they settled in St. Louis. He worked on riverboats, you know, the boats that travel up and down and have music. He worked with the orchestras of Charlie Creith and Fate Maribel. But in 1925, he entered a blues contest at the Booker T. Washington Theater in St. Louis. The prize, first prize, was a recording contact with OK Records. There were eight different weeks that he had to show up for this contest. I guess it was sort of like the uh, uh, Blues Challenge is today. He had to show up for eight different weeks, and in the end, he was the winner. And between 1925 and 1932, Lonnie recorded about 130 different recordings for OK Records. Now, for some reason, (laughs) and... It's a reason that I don't quite understand and probably never will. O.K. decided to uh, record him as a singing violinist. I'm really hesitant to play any of these recordings for you, uh, these early recordings, because I want you to listen to the entire podcast. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll play just a little bit uh, of this one here to give you a, a sample of what it sounded like. Here it goes, just a little bit. Well, as you can hear, he wasn't exactly Heifetz or Stefan Grappelli or anyone like that. But pretty soon, OK figured out that what Lonnie really was, was an incredible guitar player. And they began arranging for him to record with, well, at first, one of the great and most popular jazz artists of the day, or of any day for that matter, Louis Armstrong. So we're going to play one of the songs that he recorded with Louis's band. It's called I'm Not Rough and was recorded in 1927, Louis Armstrong and his Hot Five. With Lonnie Johnson, here it is, I'm Not Rough.
2: fight but the woman that gets me got to treat me right cause I'm crazy about my loving and I must have it all the time it takes a brown skinned woman to satisfy my mind to satisfy my mind
1: was I'm Not Rough, Louis Armstrong and his Hot Five featuring Lonnie Johnson. Well, the other most important artist from that era was most likely Duke Ellington. And Duke Ellington asked for Lonnie in 1928. Here's a song that they did together called Hot and Bothered, which features Ellington's incredibly inventive arranging along with Johnson's brilliant single string guitar playing. Here it is, Hot and Bothered. At the same time Lonnie Johnson was playing with two of the most progressive, modern, up-to-date bands of the era, the Armstrong Band and the Ellington Band, he was also backing other artists, including some of the most intense and primitive artists' recording. I'm thinking of Texas Alexander. Now, Texas Alexander was a stand-up singer. We did a, a half of a program about him earlier that you can check out. He didn't play an instrument at all, and he didn't pay a whole lot of attention to timing. So a guitarist would have to listen to him sing and then play riffs behind him, kind of like to follow him. And Lonnie Johnson did that absolutely brilliantly. Let's hear one from Lonnie Johnson and Texas Alexander. Let's hear the Bell Cow Blues from the 10th of February, 1928.
2: Lord, my woman called the OC desert. I grabbed the bell cars
3: on.
2: She called the OC desert. I grabbed the bell cars on. Lord, and I sent it to Mozilla. Uh, till I'll be there for long. be being in Louisiana with the oh, and be here in Texas, with these
3: mm-hmm. Oh,
2: I told my captain. Oh, doggone Billy, with the horizon as mm-hmm. 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 You can't. Captain, you can fool us all, but the general head manager gonna fool us all, hmm, Lord, but the general head manager
3: gonna fool us all,
2: mm-hmm.
1: was so beautiful. We've got to just go back and catch another one. Here's Texas Alexander and Lonnie Johnson doing Long, Lonesome Day Blues from the 11th of September,
3: 1927.
2: And today I've been a long Today, I've been a uh, long, oh, lonesome day. But it seems like tomorrow going to be the same old way. Oh, tell me, sweetie mama, how you want your roll and die?
3: Oh, tell me, sweet mama
2: How you want your old I want to do Just like my Old time Right i done ah, Lordy, Lord Don't a woman act funny She's gonna put you down Don't a woman act funny She's gonna put you down Stomps in the bed with a face all full of fire. Woman, you done jelled. Ooh, that's old time for me. Woman, you done
3: jelled.
2: Ooh, that's old time for me.
1: Me. So that was Lonnie Johnson in Texas, Alexander doing Bell Cow Blues and Long Lonesome Day Blues. Hard to get more intense than that. But Lonnie could go the other way too. Uh, he could be part of the whole Hokum scene. Here he is doing one of these uh, kind of double entendre, back and forth shtick things with blues singer Clara Smith and a song called Don't Wear It Out from the 31st of October, Halloween, 1930. ¶¶
0: I ain't gonna wear it out. Now, Mama, you could get most anything I've got because, Mama, I really like you a lot.
2: All right, honey,
0: but don't wear it out.
2: I'm no fool.
0: Ah, please. I do want to use it again I ain't gonna wear it out
2: Now listen here If there's anything in this world you love
0: Just one thing you must be thinking of. What is it, Mama? Don't wear it out Ah, uh, don't worry, baby Oh mama, you might want to use it again. Don't you worry, I ain't going to wear it out. Now, baby, just because a horse is camming me, that don't say you got to ride him until he's worn and weak. What if I do? Don't wear it out. I told you I'm going oh, to wear it out. My business. You might not use him again, so I to gonna... Well. satisfied right. you
2: might wanna use it again so please don't
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Frank. This is Blues You Should Know. And our program today is part one of our two-part series on Lonnie Johnson, one of the most influential musicians ever to pick up a guitar. Well, we've heard some of the things that Lonnie Johnson has done with other players. We're now going to hear what may be his greatest work of all, the duo recordings he did with The other guitarist, Eddie Lang, whose real name was Salvatore Massaro. Eddie Lang was mostly a rhythm player, and Lonnie Johnson was one of the few players out there who could play lead jazz guitar. Remember, this is even before Django Reinhardt. It's before Django Reinhardt, it's before Charlie Christian, it's before any of those people. And somebody at OK Records got the idea to put these two together and let them record double guitar pieces. However, this was 1929, and you simply couldn't have a black person recording with a white person. That wouldn't do, now would it? So I guess Eddie Lang volunteered to go by the name Blind Willie Dunn, and we're going to hear two tracks, because these songs are just so brilliant, Handful of Riffs from May 9th, 1929, and Hot Fingers from, let's see, October the 9th, also 1929. So check out the playing on this. This is Eddie Lang playing mostly rhythm, but playing brilliant stuff behind Lonnie Johnson and Lonnie Johnson playing acoustic lead guitar. Check this out. <music> I love the way that ends. It's kind of like they, they just don't really want to stop now, do they? And I don't blame them. If I could play like that, I wouldn't want to stop either. Well, the Depression came in and it hit Lonnie just like it hit a lot of other musicians. Opportunities for playing dried up. Opportunities for recording dried up. But Lonnie Johnson was never someone who was shy about going out and finding other kinds of work. He would work in steel mills. He'd work in factories. Uh, he did this through his entire life. He didn't get to record again between about 1932 and about 1937, but eventually he was picked up by Decca Records and then by Bluebird Records. So let's hear a couple from this late 30s period. I want to start with one that's one of my favorite Lonnie Johnson songs. The thing about Lonnie's songs, and I know we've been concentrating so much on his guitar playing, we haven't really come to his songwriting or singing, but we're about to. The thing about Lonnie's songs was was that he was a terrific storyteller. Every one of his songs, even if they sort of sounded like and had the same chord and riff patterns to them, told a different story. Sometimes they were love stories, sometimes they were threats. A lot of stories were about ghosts. He seemed to have a thing about ghosts and spirits, and a lot of them were cautionary tales. This is one of my favorites. It's called The Racketeer Blues, and it tells you what to do when you're confronted with gangsters and racketeers. Here's Lonnie Johnson with The Racketeer's Blues. If you got over 15
0: grand, better split it 99 different ways. If you got over 15 grams, you better split it 99 different ways. Cause a raggedy is got no certain place to dig your grave. When they demand your money, you got to give it up. When they demand your money, you got to give it up with a smile. And if you refuse, they'll read about you in a short little while. When the gang is out to get you, it don't do no good to run. And the gang is out to get you, it don't do no good to run It's true you can dodge along, but you can't dodge them slugs out to machine And if you refuse, the answer will be from a is gun. When the gang is out to get you, they'll follow you everywhere. When the gang is out to get you, they'll follow you everywhere. You can even move to West Hell. doggone gone if they don't find you there.
1: Lonnie was never a musician uh, who hesitated to move around a lot for work. Uh, he lived in Chicago up until the beginnings of the Depression. And then he went on the road on a long tour with Bessie Smith, where he and Bessie were, as Time Magazine used to put it, great and good friends. I think today they call it friends with benefits. In 1932, and I didn't know this until recently, he moved to my hometown, Cleveland, Ohio, where he played on the radio with a singer and band leader named Putney Dandridge, Putney Dandridge. Putney Dandridge was famous for having been the accompanist to Bill Bojangles Robinson, the dancer. Now, that's Bill Bojangles Robinson was not the person that Jerry Jeff Walker wrote the song about, Mr. Bojangles. That was just an itinerant dancer-singer who called himself Bojangles. Putney Dandridge played with the real movie star, Bill Bojangles Robinson. In 1939, Lonnie moved from Decca to Bluebird Records, where he actually had a couple of hits. Lonnie Johnson probably had more comebacks than anyone I can think of. Uh, He was a star in the 20s, and then his star faded, and he came back in the late 30s. And in the next program, Part 2, we're going to hear about even more comebacks. But his first big comeback took place at the end of the 1930s. We're going to start with a song called Crowing Rooster Blues, which I just love. It's from the 7th of February, 1941, and it's one of those cautionary Lonnie Johnson tales about how much he dislikes pimps. And then we're going to hear his biggest hit from that era. He's a jelly roll baker from the 13th of February, 1942. So let's check out both of these Crowing Rooster Blues, and he's a jelly roll baker from 1941 and 1942.
0: for days to let the pimps know that the waking man is on his way. We pay our house rent and grocery bill, and the pimps get the rest of our pay. Man, we got to get together. Something's got to be done. We make the money while the pimps really have. No one no fun. Man, can't you see You can't keep a whole woman by yourself Man, can't you see You can't keep a whole woman by yourself If your best friend it's your woman, he'll frame her for somebody else. Something about some women that I never could understand Something about some women that I never will understand. They're not satisfied with a good husband, they want some other woman's man. She said, Mr. General Baker, let me be your slave. When Gable blows his trumpet, Then I'll rise from my grave for some of your good jelly roll Yes, I love good jelly roll It is good for the sick, yes, and it's good for the old I was sentenced for mitre in the first degree the judge's wife call up and says, let that man go free. He's a jelly roll baker. He's got the best jelly roll in town. He's the only man can bake jelly roll with his damper down. Was in a hospital shot all full of holes the noise left the man dying and says he's got to get a jelly roll His good old
3: jelly
0: she says i love my good jelly roll she says i'd rather let him lose his life than to miss my good jelly roll How to bake good jelly roll, I says nobody miss, it's just a gift for my soul, to bake good jelly roll. Mmm, that good old jelly roll. She says, I love you jelly roll, it does me good deep down in my soul. She says, can I put an order for two weeks ahead? I'd rather have your jelly rolled than my home-cooked bread. I love your jelly. I love your good jelly roll. It's just like Maxwell House coffee. It's good deep down in my soul.
1: You just heard Lonnie Johnson doing Crowing Rooster Blues and He's a Jelly Roll Baker from 1941 and 1942, respectively. He's a Jelly Roll Baker was Johnson's biggest hit to date, but he's going to have some even bigger hits after the war. We'll get to those in the next program. Now, He's a Jelly Roll Baker is a theme that Johnson recorded a number of times. He didn't repeat songs a lot. He wasn't one of those performers that recorded the same song over and over again. They may have sounded the same, but they were all different stories. He's a Jelly Roll Baker was kind of his his number one theme and number one hit. Well, after this, there was no more recording for a while because of the ban on recording due to the shellac shortage. Shellac is what they made records out of in those days, and shellac was needed for the war effort. Now, in our next program, we're going to learn of Lonnie Johnson's additional comeback. She makes several more and has even bigger hits. So we're going to close out this program with this wonderful song called Falling Rain which was recorded live in a nightclub in Chicago in 1941 and features Lonnie playing the piano. And man, what a terrific piano player he was. So until next time, I'm Bob Frank. This has been Blues You Should Know. Our program today is Lonnie Johnson Part 1, and we'll see you again for Part 2. So here it is to take things out, Falling Rain, live from a Chicago nightclub, 1941.
0: Thank